of Hashem, we are learning Bavakama Daf Samach Dalid. Yesterday we finished learning the Tana Devei Chizkiyah. We left off yesterday on Samach Dalid, Amid Aleph, 12 lines from the top of the Amid. I think we should quickly relearn the Braisa of the Chizkiyah. We rushed through it. But firstly, a quick word of introduction, a recap. It's going to be helpful if people get out Chumashim. In Parshas Mishpatim, Perik Chav Let's start with the latter psukim, psukim vav, zayin, and ches. The Torah appears to be speaking about a case of a shomer chinam. Now, we really learned on that samach gimel amid base two brises. Brisa number one understood that pasig vav perik chav base pasig vav kiit and yishal reyu kesev akelam lishmar v'gunav abeso ish imi matzeh haganef yishalom shnoyim. That pasig is speaking about a ganef that if a ganef steals. If you find the Ganef, he has to pay carefully, he has to pay Shanoim, he has to pay two. Then we had Pasek Zayin and Ches. Pasek Zayin and Ches certainly is speaking about a Shomer Chinam who falsely claimed and swore that the article that he was guarding was stolen from him. And after he swore, if witnesses come and prove that he lied and he actually himself is the Ganef, then he has to pay carefully. Now in Pasek Ches, the examples that the Torah uses of articles that he was guarding, that he was toyin tainas ganeth, and swore, and later found to be a liar, and has to pay kefal, the Torah uses examples al-shoyr, al-chamoyr, al-seh, al-salma. The Torah doesn't only speak about livestock, the Torah also speaks about doimim inanimate articles, a garment. So, by a toyin tainas ganeth, him having to pay kefal, even when the article that we are discussing is an inanimate article that is avada that's written clearly in the Torah. The question is, how do we know that Stamaganif also has to pay careful even if he stole something that's not alive? Why is that a question mark? So now we have to go back in the same Patek, Patek Chavbez, Pasek Gimel, when the Torah speaks about a Ganif having to pay careful. The Torah says, "In that if they will find, and there's a double expression about them, surely finding in his hand that which he stole. And now the Torah gives examples, and the Torah gives three examples: Mishoir, Atchamoir, Atzeh. Three livestock: an ox, a donkey, or a lamb. Chaim alive, Shnayim Yishalom. So what the Gemara? left off in Samach Gimel Amit Beis that according to the opinion that Pasik Vav is speaking about a Ganef Pasik Zayin Ches is speaking about a Toyin Tanas Ganef and in both of those cases the Torah gives an example of Salma so we know that a Ganef has to pay careful even by a Doimim however according to the Braisa that understood Pasik Vav and Zayin both of them are speaking about a Toyin Tanas Ganef the whole parish in the Torah that exclusively speaks about a gun of stealing and that has to pay careful is Pasig Gimel. In Pasig Gimel, there's no mention of a daimim. So how do we know that even for daimim you have to pay careful? That was the question. For which the Gemara brought a Tana Devei Chizkiah that takes Pasig Gimel, Pedig Chavbeis Pasig Gimel, apparently turns it into a Klauluprat or Klau, or at least the Braisa uses the words Klauluprat, and from the Klaluprat, we include more than the Shoir Chamoir Atzeh. Let's learn it again inside. So let's start on Daf Samach Gimel Amit Beis, two lines from the bottom of the Amit. The Tanah Devei Chizkiyah, 
that on Pasig Gimel, the Torah could have only mentioned Shoir and Geneva. So look inside Pasig Gimel, the Pasig could have written in Himatse, Himatse Biyadei HaGeneva. Geneva is a general word. If the Torah wants to give an example, a Prat, the Torah should have just said Shoir. That would have been enough. And the Hakoil Bechlal, and everything would have been included in the generality of the word Geneva. So this Braisa, apparently, we'll see about that more in the Amid on Samach Dalid and Samach Dalad Amid Beis. But here we are understanding Imhimatsi, Timatsi Biyade, whatever he stole. Geneva is a klal. That would have been enough. The Torah gives an example. So you have a Prat and a klal. And that, uh, so you generalize it more. It's not just the Shoir, it's anything. Says the Braisa, Ilukach, the Torah only mentioned and I would have argued that maybe when does the Ganav have to pay Kefal only if he stole something like an ox what is unique about an ox it's something that could be offered on the Mizbeach for Karbin which means that we only would have added few animals which animals aside of the ox can be brought on the Mizbeach a lamb and a goat so so says the Braisa, now that you are telling me that Gedeve and Shoir would have already included a Seh, nothing other than the Seh, but it would have included the Seh. But now that the Parsha explicitly doesn't only write Shoir, it writes also at Seh. So So what is Geneva, which is a cloud word, what does that include? You can't say that Geneva only includes animals that are like the ox, which is Karev Ligabe Yamizbeach, because for that you only would have needed Shoir and Geneva. The Torah says Shoir, Se and Geneva. Ah, so the Klal of Geneva is Larabe, is Koldavr. And as we learned yesterday, Koldavr means anything that's metaltalin, that moves, and the Gufoy Mamain, and it has intrinsic value. If someone steals it, by a Ganef, even if he doesn't swear, if he stole it, if Aiden proved that he stole it, he has to not only give back what he took, he has to pay the penalty of Kefal. So continues the Braisa, So the Torah should have just mentioned Shoir Seh and the word HaGeneva and the Hakel Bechlal. So continues the Braisa, Had the Torah only mentioned the word Shoir and Seh, Both the Shoir and the Seh, have this special din that the first admittance of a female animal that never gave birth before, if she gave birth to a male, the male is holy. I would have only included other articles that are born, that have the Kedushas Bechard. And what would have that been? Well, it would have added the Chamor. So now, now when the Torah, ex, when you want to say that the Klal of Geneva includes Chamoir, it can't only be that. Because Harei Chamoir, Amur, the Torah explicitly wrote Chamoir. Hamani Mekayim Geneva. So now that the Torah wrote Shoir, and Chamoir, and Seh, and you have the Klal, the word, Hagneva, so Mani Mekayim Geneva, what Rabbi is called Avar. So one second, asks the Gemara, why don't we say, how can you say that Geneva is Klal called Avar? Let us say Shoir, Chamer and Seh, and Geneva, right, the Hakol Bechlau. So the question is, why did the Torah have to write the word Chaim? If, any, if everything was already alluded to by the Prat and then the Klau of Geneva. 
So says the Braisa that had the Torah not mentioned the word Chaim, Ilukacha Yisiyomer Ma'aprat Mufurish Balachaim. I would have said, okay, you're right. Geneva doesn't only have to be something that's Karev Legabayam Mizbeach. Geneva doesn't only have to be something that has Kedushas Bechor. But maybe the Din of Kefal is only if you stole something living. Afkol Balchai. Mayish Lechalahavi Shar Balachaim. So therefore the Torah wrote an extra word Chaim which is to tell you that you can't include only Balei Chaim from the Klal Geneva because Chaim was explicitly written. So we know Chaim from the word Chaim, living stock. So the whole Braisa appears to be working on Klal Uprat. Really the Braisa's wording always the Prat before the Klal, which is really problematic because as we're going to learn in the next piece of Gemara, Whenever you have first a klal and then a prat, the klal does not include a lot. The opposite, klal prat, how do we interpret? That the klal is limited only to the prat. When is a general word more, more inclusive? When first the trader writes a prat, and then the trader writes a word a klal. When you have a prat and then a klal, then the klal adds to the prat. And it appears that this Bryce is using the system of prat u klal. By pointing out that the word Geneva is a klal word, and it has to include something beyond the details. So now that the Torah wrote Shoir, Chamoir, Se, and Chaim, which already includes all living stock, so the only thing the word Hageneva, which is a klal, can add to it is anything, even a daimim. And that answered the question that even if you're going to learn Psukim, Vav, Zayin, and Ches, only by Toy and Tanas Ganef, and Anachanami there, as we mentioned in Pasuk Ches, you have the word Salma. So we know that a Toyin Tainas Ganef and swears and is called to be a liar. And he himself is the thief. He has to pay Kefal even by a Doimim. We know that from the word Salma. How do we know that even a Ganef also is always Mechoyv to pay Kefal? Even by any Metaltalin, even if it's not living, as long as it's Gufay Mamein. So we have the Tana of Echizkiah. And again, it's worded in a way that you have details in Pasa Gimel. And you have the general word called Geneva. So the word Geneva is going to amplify and include everything. So now let's continue. That's where we left off yesterday. Amar Mar, the master taught the Tana, the Brice that was learned in the Yeshiva of Chizkiah, that Yoimer Shoir Vigeneva, the Brice begins by saying that it would have sufficed for the trader to give one example, Shoir, and then the word Geneva would amplify it to everything. So asks the Gemara, had the Torah first written the word Shair, and the word Geneva, if you look inside your Chumash, if the Torah then would have written Shair, and then the Torah would have written Hageneva, then it's great, then you're right. However, the problem is, did the Torah write a Prat and a Klal? Because again, when there's a prat and then a klal, the klal adds to the prat. But it's, it asks the Gemara, Geneva v'shoiru d'chsid. The order in the Torah, the order in Pasig Gimel, is first the Torah uses the words, the word Geneva is a general word, whatever he stole. Then the Torah says, Mishoir. Then the Torah gives a prat. And maybe if you'll interpret the Braisa, that the Braisa is asking, why didn't the Torah Right, first Shoyed and then Geneva. That exactly is what the Braise is writing. Why did the Torah have to write all these examples? It would have sufficed, it would have been enough to write Shoyed and then Hageneva. 
That's the question that the Bryce is asking the Torah should have written a Prat and then a Klau. But if that's the case, then the next part of the Bryce doesn't make sense. When the Bryce says, one second, had the Torah only written Geneva and Shoir, I'm sorry, Shoir and Geneva, I mistakenly would have thought that you can only include something that's Karav Ligabayam Izbeach. When you have first a Prat and then a Klau, you know what you do? The Klau adds categories that go beyond the category of the Prat. In other words, if the Torah Taka would have written first Shoid and then Geneva, we never would have thought to only include something that's Karav Ligabayam Izbeach, Gewaldik, Havashoid Prat, Vigeneva Klau, Pratu Klau. If that would have been the question of the Braisa, then the continuation of the Braisa doesn't make sense. Because if the Torah would have written Shoid and then written Geneva, then we wouldn't have needed Seh and Chamoir and Chaim. Because then the Klal would have included everything. So really it must be that the Braisa was never asking that the Torah should have rearranged the order of the Klal Prat Prato Klal. That was not the question. The only thing the Bryce is pointing out is, is that had the Torah left the Psukim the way they are, and it's first a Klal and then a Prat, still, why did we need all of those Pratim? But how does that work? Geneva, Vishoid, back into the question in the Gemara, the Torah is writing Geneva first, which is the Klal first, and then the Torah writes the Prat of Shoid, Mi Matzis Omrat Hakoil Bechlal. Whenever you have a Klal and then a Prat, the Prat fully limits the Klal. So how can the Braisi even think that if there would have been Geneva and Shoir, we would have added anything that's Karav Legabi Hamizbeach? That's not the way it works. If the Klal is first and then is the Prat, you are limited to the Prat. Oi, Maha Prat Nefarish, Havale, Geneva Klal, Vishoy Prat, Klalu Prat, Ein Bechlal, Elamashu Beprat, which is Shoir in Midachin Aloi. So how do we understand the Braisa? The Braisa doesn't work. doesn't work with the system of of Klau Uprat. So it must be, this is the first answer of the Gemara, that the Braisa really saw in this Pasik that there is a Klau, the word Hageneva. Then the Torah gives specific examples. Shoir, at Chamoir, at Sechayim. The word Chaim is another Klau. Now you have to understand something. This is unusual. Because Geneva means anything, that, that, that which he stole. What did he steal? The Torah doesn't say anything. It's a very general term. Chaim is more general than Shoir, Chamoir, and Seh. But Chaim is limited to a Baal Chaim. So the Gemara is going to go now with the opinion that when, you, that when the Torah gives a general word, then the Torah gives specifics. The latter Klau doesn't have to be as general as the first Klau. So this Braisa actually is using the Seder of Klau Prat U Klau. Let's read it inside. That the Tana understands that Chaim is a Klau after the Prat. So there's a Klau and a Prat and a Klau. The klal opratu klal ka amarlei. I says the gemara of a holy dummy klal abasra and kol dikama. Like we just explained, the word geneva means taka anything, anything that was stolen. The word chayim is more koilul dik than shor chamar seh, but it's still only a living thing. Says the gemara hotana the veidabi shmolu the chay gavna darish klal yoprati. Now, 
so first of all, we answered the, the strong question that we started out with. The Gemara is saying that it's not a klaluprat. If it would have, if it would have been a klaluprat, the whole b'raisa doesn't work. Because you're always limited to the prat. However, even now that we are accepting there's a klal, pratu klal, when we just relearned the b'raisa, and when we learned it yesterday, we understood that the b'raisa was saying that shir, chamoir, and seh only would have included balichayim. So the fact that the Torah wrote the word chayim, which is another detail, which is not needed, so now you already know all the balichayim from chayim. So why does the Geneva teach you anything, even daimim, as long as it is metaltal in the gufay That only worked if chayim can be viewed as another prat. If chayim itself is a klau, then the b'raisa did not conclude by saying that, you know, there are details chayim, and then Geneva comes to decoil everything, then we must understand the b'raisa completely different. And the Gemara is going to reinterpret the b'raisa, and actually the b'raisa is going to be ending with a question. Not the way we just learned it, the Braisa ended with the answer, that from Shoir, Chamoir, Seh, Chaim, and then from the Klal Geneva, you include everything, the Braisa is actually making a kasha. And let's read it inside. And there's going to be a problem that the Braisa is pointing out. And what is going to be the kasha that we're going to end off with? That the words, He Matzei, Ti Matzei, if it, if being found, it will be found. So look inside Pasig Gimel, that the words are extra words. And now let's see why and how are we getting to this Kasha. So beginning, reinterpreting the whole Tana Devei, Chizkiah. So the Braise begins, you see the question, not Shoir and Geneva, the way we learned it in Samach Gimel Amad Beis. No. The Braisa understands the Pasek as a Klal or Prato Klal. The first Klal is the word Hageneva. Then the Torah could have only written the words Shoir, which is a Prat. And then the Torah Taka should have written Chaim, which is a Klal. And then that should have included everything. To which the Braisa responded, Ilukeno Yisi Yomer. Had we had the klal, prato, klal, and the Torah only would have given you one prat, I mistakenly would have said, I only would have included something like the ox, which is something that's fit to go on the altar. And what would we have added had the Torah only written Geneva, Shoir, and Chaim, Eseh? However, Kishuhoimer Eseh, but now comes along the trade and the trade explicitly writes the word seh. So you can't tell me that the klal or prato klal comes only to include davar akar ve'agal mizbeach. Because if that would have been the case, the trader only would have written for the prat shoyd. So now that the trader wrote shoyd and seh, so mani mekayim geneva, what am I going to use the word geneva for? L'rabah is called davar. Now parenthetically, now we appreciate something great. When you have a klal or prato klal, so we, as we spoke, when you have a klal or prat, Everything becomes limited to the prat. When you have a prat or klal, then the klal adds everything over the prat. When you have a klal, prat, u klal, you include many things, but they have to be limited somehow, they have to have some sort of similarity to the prat. What klal is the iker klal in a klal or prat or klal? Especially now that we are interpreting that the word chaim is the final klal, the word chaim is a limited word. Like we mentioned, it's a general word, but it's only a living thing. 
So by a klal, uprato klal, the first klal is the main part of the klal. That's why the Baraisa keeps on going back to the word geneva. So you have the word geneva. Then you have shoir and seh. And then chayim, so the word geneva, the first klal, has to include something beyond what's called v'lgavah yamizbech. But still the Gemara continues, um, still, geneva, yoimer geneva v'shoir v'seh, and v'chayim v'hakol v'chlal, so let's go back. Why did we even need the word chamoir? Right? So on that, the Braisa answers, Ilikain, had the Torah only given me two pratim, shoir, and se, I would have said, maha prat I would have limited the geneva, the chayim, to include only something that has the din b'chayr. Afkol, davar hakarosh b'chayr, which means, I would have only added chamoir. Ma'ishlachavi chamoir. However, now that the Torah kishu oimer chamoid, harei chamoid omer, the Torah explicitly wrote chamoid. So now we're back. It can't only include something that's kadosh legabe hamizbeach and things that are kadosh bebechayra. Hamani makayim geneva. The first klal is larabes kol davar. So so far so good. But still the Brisa says yoimer geneva v'shoyed v'sev v'chamoid v'chayim v'hakoyel bechlal. So now, what did we say? Shoir allows the Geneva to add anything that's Karvel Gabayamazbeach. Seh comes to add anything that's not only Karvel Gabayamazbeach, Kedushas Bachar. Chamoir comes to add even things that are not Kaddish Bibachar. All of that, and the Kanabi Ramazbeach. For all of that, you have the Din of Kefal. So Yoimar Geneva Vishoir Vseh Vachamoir Vachayim Vahakoil Bachlao. And as the Gemara is going to explain the Braisa here is asking a question, why would we need the word Simatsi Timatse? And as the Gemara explains that Ilukeno Yisi Yoimer Mahapratma Furish Balachaim Afkal Balachaim. That you are gonna tell me that maybe Himatse Timatse is needed because without it you would limit the entire klal pratu klal only to include malichayim says the Gemara in understanding pshat and the brayso mayesh lachalahavi shar balichayim kishuhu omer chayim arichayim omer chayim yeah chayim is the closing klal very nice but chayim already means chayim when you have a klal pratu klal you end up including something beyond what is mentioned. So even though the final word Chaim is the closing klau, still the Gemara's question is, since Chaim is explicitly written, so from Shoir, Chamoir, Atzeh Chaim, you know all the Balichaim. So what are you using the klau prat uklau for? It has to include something that's not written. And that will mean Doimim. Yes, it has to be Metaltal in Vegufay Mamein. We're not including mamish everything, but that in itself already includes all metatal and vegufay mamin. And the Braisa ends with the question, is mani mekayim, and mani mekayim geneva is to add everything, so the question is, imhi matzei timatzei lamalim. So this Braisa, by the way, answered our question. How do we know that you have to pay kefal even for doimim because of the klal prato klal? But when, just to know that when you quoted the Brysa of the Vechizkiyam, the Brysa wasn't giving you an answer. The Brysa pointed out that you already have a perfectly good klal, prato klal, even without the words himatsei, timatsei, which are also general words. And the Brysa therefore ends with a question. Why did the Tzayda have to write him himatsei, timatsei? Tzayda could have written him. 
in biyodei hageneva mishoyed at chamoyed at zechayim shnayim yishalem and I would have known through the klal prato klal any metalkel on the gufei moment. That's the end of the brayso, which ends with the question. So that's samach dalod amid base. So now the Gemara says one second before we go on. Iyachi shapir kashele taka kashe. How do you answer the question of the brayso? Why did we need the word simatzi timatzi? To which the Gemara says mishum de islay pircham. Because there would have been a problem had we not had those words. Which is, This concept of us using a klau uprat uklau. And you are including everything. The final closing klau is the word chayim. So klau uprat uklau. Why did we even need a klau uprat uklau? Ila suya kaldavar. Hachayim ksiv. Balachayim in midechrin aloi. If you're going to tell me that the klau uprat uklau comes to add everything, the Gemara is saying that how can you add everything when what is turning this into a klau uprat uklau? Okay, the, word, the first Geneva is very general. Then you have Pratim. If you have just a Klalu Prat, what would, you, what would you end up with when there's just a Klalu Prat? You would only end up with the details. Klalu Prat, ain't the Klal El Shiva Prat. What's making you add more things? The word Chaim. So the Gemara is saying that the word Chaim, even if you're going to go according to Tanah Dvei Yishmol, that you can call this a Klalu Prat or Klal, it's problematic. How can we use a word Chaim, which means living, to include something that's not living. It's almost, it, you are including something that goes against the Klaal Barasa. So therefore, the, the, the Gemara is saying that had the trader not written the words Himatse, Timatse, which are very general words, then I mistakenly would have been uncomfortable to add anything beyond Chaim. You need those words to generalize if found, it will be found, if anything will be found in the hands of the Ganev, that that you include that as well. So that's the im himatsi, timatsi is needed. You should not limit the klalu prato klal to the word chayim. So now the Gemara asks somebody, if you are telling me that what are you using for the klal, the words himatsi, timatsi, is im himatsi, timatsi written at the end? Where are these words written? They're written even before the words hageneva. So if you are using the word Simatzei, Timatzei, Tibira Klau, so now we're learning a Psanu Chiddush, which is that it's not that Geneva is the first Klau, and Chaim is the last Klau, and Shoir, Chamer, and Se'ad, the Pratim. No, we are saying that Himatzei, Timatzei, they themselves can be the first and the last Klau. So now we're learning that you can have a Klau, a Prato Klau, by having two words that are Klauim together, and you insert the Pratim in between them. They are written together. So Amar Ravina says, Ravina, here's what, now we see that which they taught in Eretz Yisrael, that whenever there's two general words that are written together, and later the Torah writes details, we have the possibility, we have the option of Hatel Prat Dineyem V'doyinu B'chlalu B'prat. So now, instead of learning Pshat, in the Pasuk, the way we had it in the Braisa, that Geneva and Chaim are the two Klalim. And if you go down that path, 
you're going to come with the question, why do you need Himatsei Timatsei? And the Gemara says, the only answer is, is that Chaim is not a good Klau Basra. Because Chaim only means Chaim. How can you add more than Chaim? So don't use Gnev and Chaim. Use the word Simatsei Timatsei. And now we're going to learn the whole din over again by using the word Simatsei Timatsei. So now, look inside. Should they share Bein Himatsei Timatsei? Again, he might say, if it, if, if found, it will be found. What found? Anything. It's a general word. And now the Torah gives an example of a shayr. What would the shayr add? Ilasur balchayim. If it's only coming to add balchayim, mechayim nafka. The Torah already adds, the Torah writes the words chayim. El alasuye, davar, she'ein balchayim. So now it's a whole different limut. In other words, im he might say, biyatsa 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 chayim, you already have, look what Chaim, Chaim includes everything. Chaim means anything that's living. So when the Torah adds the word Shoir, what would Shoir come to add? Even not about Chaim. What would that be? Metatlan v'gufei momen. Ela la suye dover sh'ein bala Chaim, v'droi shachi, ma'aprat mefoydish, dover amatal v'gufei momen, afkel dover amatal v'gufei momen, is included in the din of Kefal. So what words are extra now? Hamoir and Seh. So now continues the Gemara saying, so the Su, now if you're going to have to take the word Hamoir and put the word Hamoir in between Himatsi Timatsi, La Suye Mai, what is that for? If it's to include something that's not living, we already said Bishard Nafka. That's already learned from Shard. It comes to teach you another din. And that din is, and we're going to learn Pshat the way Rashi learns, the way the Me'idi learns Pshat and Rashi, that when a person is a Shoimer Aveda, a person found a lost article, and if the Shoimer Aveda denies that he found an Aveda, and he keeps that which he found for himself, what is that called? Aganif. There's also the din of Kefal. However, when is there a din? That a Shoymer Aveda, who claims either that he, he lost it, that's if a Shoymer Aveda is like a Shoymer Chinam, who's spotted by Gnev Aveda, or if a Shoymer Aveda, according to an Yosef that holds it like a Shoymer Sachar, claims, listen to Zuyim, he claims an armed robber stole it from me, and I'm exempt, and then we find that he's a liar, and Itaka has to pay Kefu. How do we know it? He only has to pay Kefu when that which he found had a simon. But if what he found was not a Dover Mesuyam, which means he never would have had to return it anyway, because the owner can never prove that it belonged to the owner, even if he steals it by claiming either Geneva Vaveda or Lista Mesuyam, he won't have to pay Kefal. Wow. So the words Chamoid is coming to include that when do you have to pay Kefal? Even by Yashoimer Aveda, only if it's a Dover Mesuyam, like a donkey. If it's something that the owner can identify. So still the question is, what word now is still extra? Seh. Now we're stumped. If we're using himatsi timatsi for a klau, uklau, and we're putting the pratam in between it, and the word chayim is not the klau basra, so chayim itself is a prat, chayim includes all the bala chayim. Shoid adds, even, metatl v'gufei mamin. So we know everything. Just from Chaim and from Shoid. Mele, you found on Chamoid another din of Dover Mesuyam, but says extra. 
problem. So now the Gemara says, Oy bazoi, we're not going to understand this Pasuk at all like a Klaluprat. We're going to use Ela Riba Umiyad Veriba. Even though Rabbi Yishmal is the Tana that normally learns Klaluprato Klau, here it doesn't work. So instead of using the limit of Klaluprato Klau, we're going to use the limit of Riba Umiyad Riba, amplification and limitation. And as we learned many times together, that whenever you understand a general word, when you coin it, Riba and amplification, you always end up adding more things. The limitations limit very few things. Klalu, Prato, Klau normally leaves you at the end with less things included. More things excluded. It has to be similar to the Prat. When you say a Riba, Umiyot, Riba is Riba Hakoil. And then you only limit that which the Torah writes. So Riba, Umiyot, Riba. Kid, the of the Veda, Abishmal. The ton of the Veda, Abishmal, like we learned that even Abishmal, in Parsha Shmini, when the Torah is speaking about fish that need to have two simonim, which is the snapper and the kaskeses, the fins and the scales to be kosher. So Rashi brings the Pasik inside. If you look inside the Rashi, it's a little bit lower than the height of the Gemara. That there it says, Bamoyim, Bamayim, Beis Pa'amim, Rashi. That it says, I'm just reading by heart a few words, as ze Toichlu, Mikoyel Asher Bamoyim. From these you should eat. From everything that's in the waters, Koyel Asher Yeshle, Snapir, the kaskeses, Anything that has fins and scales, bamayim. See, I have two bamayims here. As that toichlu mikoil asher bamayim. Then the Torah again writes bamayim. So from here he learns. Says back in the Gemara, ain't that klaluprat? We don't understand this pasuk to be a klaluprat, but he even Rabbi Shmuel will learn these words to be riba miat riba, and therefore ma riba riba hakoil. You include everything. We're going to learn the sugya another time. The question is, for fish to be kosher, they have to have simonim of fins and scales. What happens if the fish are not found bamayim, bayamim, banachalim? What happens if they are found in cisterns of water, in ditches of water? If they are found even in areas that the Torah didn't mention, they're also kosher. Because had we learned only klalo prato klau, then we, only, we would have limited fish, kosher fish, with the signs, only if you found them in the examples the Torah gives, bayamim, banachalim, ubamoyim, but not in waters that are not in nechalim and yamim. So mar rabbi over here, rabbi hakomili. So coming back over here, even Rabbi Shmuel will learn here in Pasig Gimel that the words, he must say, he must say, includes everything. So ebazoi kolhani pratelamali. So before we only had a question, why did we need seh? Now the question is, if you're going to learn Riba, Miu to Riba, so the Torah should have written, and you would have included everything. So says the Gemara exactly. Whenever you have a Ribui, you're Marbatake, everything. So now we have to work backwards. What items are excluded from everything? For what does a Ganif not pay careful? So yesterday we learned it on the positive. He only pays careful when it's metaltalin. The gufay mamein. What does that exclude? So that, ex- that excludes karka, it excludes avadim, and it excludes kark- and it excludes shtarais. When you have a ribu, you need to have a limitation for everyone individually. So chad l'mo'otei karka. 
V'chad l'mu'utei avadim, as we learned in the Torah yesterday. And v'chad l'mu'utei shtaris. Gavaldik. In himatzei, timatzei means whatever you find in the hands of a ganav, he has to pay double. What is the exception to the rule? There are three exceptions. For the Torah to teach you the three exceptions, the Torah gives three examples. One excludes karka, you don't pay kefal. If a person steals an evid and he's caught, he doesn't pay kefal. And if a person st- steals something that doesn't have intrinsic value, he doesn't pay kefal. Now what's still extra in the Pasik? Look inside the Pasik Gimel. So geneva is extra. The words chayim are extra. So says the Gemara, geneva v'chayim lichederav. They come to teach you a din that we'll learn in the Samachay that Taraf tells us the Omar Achye Likerem Kein Shiganov revived the principle to be as it was when it was stolen. So the kitchen to speak it out now, if a person steals an article. If the article that he stole is here, he has to return that. You have to return that which you stole. If the article that he stole is not here right now, so you have to give back its value plus double. When you say give back its value, when do you look at its value? What happens if when you stole it, it was worth 100? When you have the dentaira, this article is only worth 50. So do you have to give back 50 or 100? So the words geneva v'chaim comes to teach you that the principle has to be returned as it was worth when you did the geneva. And if the price dropped, you can't pay less back. You have to pay as it was worth when you stole it. And more of that on Daf Now that we concluded Pasig Gimel, and all of this, going back to how we started off today, is to show you that by Geneva itself, you're obligated to pay Kefal even by Doimim, even as long as it is movable and Vigufay Mamain. And all of that is learned from the Riboy and the Miut. One second. Now we have a problem. On we learned two braises again. In the first braise, so we learned that Pasig Vav is speaking about a Ganif. Pasig Zayn and Ches are speaking about Toyin Tana's Ganif. In Pasig Ches, the Torah gave examples, Shoir, Chamor, Se, and Salma. We already have their examples of non living things. So if you learn Pasig Vav is speaking about a Ganif, how do you know that a Ganif has to pay back Kefal? From words that you find in Pasig Vav, which are the words Me'im Yimatzei HaGanif. So what's the question? What will this Tana do with the words Yimatzei Timatzei? You don't need a Ribu Yenemiut. You know it from Pasig Vav. So the question now is what does that Tana do with Pasig Gimel? Is high Im Yimatzei Timatzei Madarish Bey? Gavaldik. Answers the Gemara Mabayla Lechadur Avabari Yilai. We need it for that which Rav Abar Ahilai taught. The Amar Rav Abar Ahilai, my Tamad Rav. Why, from where does Rav know his din? The Amar, that Rav says, that Maida Beknas, if a person steals, everyone agrees that if before he was caught, he himself admits that he stole, he's exempt from the penalty of Kefal. Kefal is a Knas, and there's a rule called Maida Beknas Pater. If you are Maida, you are exempt from paying the penalty. You have to pay the principal, but the fact that you on your own admit it, you are exempt. Now there's a machlekes amirayim. What happens if a person goes to Basin and they admit that they stole? But after they admitted that they stole, two witnesses walk into court, and two witnesses testify that he stole. In other words, had he not admitted 
they would have caught him anyway. Is he still exempt from paying the penalty? So Rav holds that even if you are still exempt from the knas. You know what's really the question is when a person admits to something wrong that they did and they are exempt from the penalty is it that they are exempted from paying the penalty or are they absolved from paying the penalty? If we understand that if you admit to your crime you, you get an absolution what's the word? You get an absolution. So if once I have an absolution, even if Adam come now, I'm still going to be absolved. I got absolved. You understand? Now, Rav holds that opinion, which is a great thing. By the way, many people say that the reason why before we go to sleep at night, we say, uh, we, say uh, we confess for our sins, is because when we sleep, Adam come and testify to all of the mistakes we made during the day. But if we pass him like Rav, that the if we're Moida, even if Adam come later, we're part from the Knas. So we're off the hook, so to say. The ideal is never to sin. But the point is, how does Rav know that if you're Moida be Knas, even if Adam come later, you're Potter? So that is learned from Pasig Gimel. And it's going to come out, as the Gemara is going to explain, that the Machloikis Amaroim, whether Moida be Knas v'achakach bo Adam, whether you're Potter or has everything to do with how do you understand Pshat and Pasig Vav. If Pasig Vav is speaking about a Ganif, so the whole Pasig Gimel is extra. You already know that a Ganif is chayv to pay kefil even by a doimim, as long as it is metaltal l'gufei mamin. So the whole Pasig Gimel is coming to teach you im himatzei timatzei, meaning explains the Gemara that im himatzei be'edim, that if the theft is found only through edim, only then is timatzei bedayanim will the dayanim obligate you to. Pay. And that comes to exclude that once a person admitted that he's a Rasha, once a person was Maida, even if Adam come later, you're still going to be exempt. When are you have to pay Kefal? Only if only if you were fully found guilty, only through Adam. So the whole Pasa Gimel is not to teach you for what you pay Kefal. The whole Pasa Gimel is really coming to teach you that if there was a Maida, even if Adam come later, you're going to be potter. So now asks Gemara back, according to the Tana that holds that Pasuk Vav and Zion, Vav Zion and Ches, all of it is speaking about a Shoimer who's Tain Tanas Ganev. And therefore, as we just learned extensively today, that Pasuk Gimel is needed to teach you that the Ganev is Chayef to pay Kefal beyond just the Shoir Chamer and Seh. No, and beyond even Balei Chaim. And the final conclusion was a ribui from the word Simatse Timatse. So now, Marshia Atzme Minolan, how do you know that if you're Moida Bachlal, Bachakach Bo Edim, you're going to be Potter? So, first of all, the Gemara takes a step back. Before we jump to the Bachakach Bo Edim, how do you Bachlal know that Moida Beknas Potter? So, that's learned from, a, from the Pasig that we have here. In Mishpatim Pasig Ches, the Baldik, that the Torah says, Ma'ashed Yarshiun Elohim, that whom the judges find guilty should have to pay double. From which we learned only when the Elohim finds a person guilty. If you made the Beknas, you're Potter. So says the Gemara, one second. If you learn Made the Beknas Potter from the words Ashed Yarshiun Elohim, so again, why do we need Himatsi Timatsi? Ulamanda Omar Chad the Ganev, the Chad between Tanas Ganev. The ice and lady, he must say, he must say, the Mashiach's atzmai, hi, asher, she and my daughter's bay. 
So the Gemara explains that there are two steps and don't mix them together. Step number one, Moide Beknasas Pater. Where does Moide Beknasas Pater come from? Haomi Boyalela, Moide Beknasas Pater. No, the words Asher Yashirun Elohim tells you that if you're Marshia Satsmai, you're Pater. Moide Beknasas Pater. Now, the question is if after you were Moide Beknasas, then Eidim come, are you still Pater? That's the question. Umanda Omar Tarvayim between Tanas Ganev, Kusovar, Moide Beknasas Hakakwa Eidim is Chayev. And therefore, he learns Ganav from Pasig Vav. So, is needed to teach you the din of like Barilai. Why does he need to have all of the details? In Pasig Gimel, that's the question now. Answers the Gemara Kedatoni, the Rabbi Shmuel. So that is something that the Rabbi Shmuel taught us. The Tana Rabbi Shmuel called Parsha Shenemar Venishnis. Whenever the Torah repeats something twice, Leinishnis Elo Ladovish and Eschadoshba. It's possible that the Torah repeats a whole din twice to tell you one novelty. So the novelty that we have in Pasig Gimel is Moide Beknas Vachakach Bo'edim is Pater. Why did the Torah have to repeat the word Shoir at Chamoir at Sechaim if Haka didn't need it? So to say. The Torah repeated this entire Pasig only to tell you the Chiddush according to, like Rav learns, that Moide Beknas, if it's any time Edim come, you're always going to be Pater because it wasn't fully through Edim. Now, hold on a second. It's now that you are telling me, according to the Manda Amar, that we learned that a Ganav pays Kefal from Pasuk Vav. Let's not forget that the Pashtos of Vav Zayin Ches is we're speaking about a Shoimer. When is a Shoimer whose toy and Tanas Ganav have to pay Kefal? When not only did he lie by saying Geneva, but he swore. So why don't we say that a Ganav himself only has to pay Kefal if not only he stole, but if he swore that he didn't steal? Only then should he have to pay Loi That you should not think. The Tanya, as we learned in Abraisa, Rabbi Yaakov when it says in Pasig Gimel, the last words of Pasig Gimel is, Shnayim Yishalem, says Rabbi Yaakov, that means Shalai Bishwa. Even if the Ganav didn't swear, that's the rule. You stole, if you, if you were not Maida, you got to pay double. Threk the Gemara, Threk the Braisa asks itself, Maybe in Pasagimel, Shnaim Yeshalom is only if you swore. So, I'm telling you, that's not the meaning of the Pasig. That's his answer. That's the end of the Braisa. Asks the Gemara, my Loi what does the Braisa mean with that? The Torah B'chalal did not need to write that a Ganav has to pay double. Altogether. And even if the Torah wouldn't have written it, I would know it from a Kalvo What's the Kalvo If a Shoimer, a Shoimer got hold of the article with permission. He didn't steal it. Nevertheless, according to everyone, that today, that if he swears that he lost it, if he swears that it was stolen, and then he's found to be a liar, he pays kefal. So ganav atzmei de bisura chain. If a ganav would only pay kefal after shvua, the trader doesn't even have to tell you that then altogether. 
It must be that the whole Pasuk Gimel is to tell you that still you are going to have to pay Kephol. Now asks the Gemara, how can you say So what does Himatsi teach us? So really we have two opinions. One opinion is Himatsi is used as a ribui to tell you that no matter what Aganov steals, as long as it is metatl and megufi mama, you have to pay kefil. Another opinion holds that a ganav pays kefil, you know, from pasig vav. You know, what do you learn from him? the din of meide beknas, v'acharkach bo edim, he's still going to be pater. So we had these two possible limudim from the words himatse. Asks the Gemara on both of these opinions. It's, we learned these words are used for the following b'raisa, yodai, and pasigimol. The Torah says the words, So that's samachay. Why did the Torah have to write the words, biyodai? The Torah can say, One more time. No. No. If you find the if you find the geneva, you found the geneva. It means you found the ganav. So the biyadai ainly yaliyadai. You would have thought that maybe you know when a ganav has to pay kefil if he stole it actively, meaning he took that which does not belong to him with his hand. What's going to happen if gagoi chatseidoi vekarfifoi? If, the, if a person has a roof or a courtyard or some type of enclosure and your animal walks into my enclosure and I wrongfully, I close the door and according to many, with the kavana of stealing I'm a ganas. but I didn't actually take the animal I just did something that prevents the animal of going back to its owner I did something that prevents the owner from getting his animal How would I know that I'm chayiv? So that's why the trader writes the words biyadai, and the trader writes the words biyadai in a pasuk that begins with himatsei timatsei. Himatsei timatsei, we learned, is either a klal and a klal, or it's even a riboy, tamud lemed im himatsei timatsei, to add that not only when it was biyadai, but no matter how you found the geneva, you always have to pay kefal. Ah, so now we're back to our question. Himatsei timatsei, with the biyadai, is coming to teach you the din that even if you didn't steal biyada, you're chayv to pay kefal. So how can you use it now to be marbe metaltal and begufei mamein? Or how can you use himatsi timatsi to teach you that moide be knas, even if v'acharkach bo edim, you're still going to be patil from the knas? So answers the Gemara, in Cain, le mekra oi himatsi himatsi. The trader should have been consistent with both of these words by saying, you know, it was found, it, it, it was found. He must say, he must say, hey, hey, or oi, si must say, si must say. The trader changed the words. He must say, si must say. Medeshani kra, the trader changed its expression. Shmamina, number one, it's used to include even not the biyadai, it's adding to the biyadai. And the number two boils down to the machlekes we had on Samach Gimel Amad Beis. Again, if Pasig Vav is Ganif. So then Pasig Gimel is telling you the din of Maida Beknas Vachakach Bo Edom Potter. If Pasig Vav is Tain Tanas Ganov, so Ganov Atzma Minolon, so either we have the version of Tanadavei Chizkiah, 
than the way it was explained by Rava. And ultimately, the way the Gemara concluded, yeah, from Pasig Gimel, from the Himatzai, Timatzai is a riboy, and riba hakoil, you take include everything, and you only exclude, there are three exclusions, which is Shoir, Chamoir, Atzer, excluding Karka, Avadim, and Shtarois. So let's start the new sugya. We have another two minutes. And we just had this mentioned on Daf Samach Dalodomit Beis that the Gemara was asking, remember, why do we have to have the words Geneva and Chaim, right? So when we excluded everything, so we used the words Shoir, Chamoir, and Seh, Karkavodim, and Shtarois. The Torah could have written just that. Imhimotse. Geneva and Chaim Rav taught you the din Gufa. Let's just repeat this din. We'll start. We'll learn this again tomorrow. Amarav Keren Kein Shiganav. That when a person steals something, when the Ganav is caught, or when the Ganav wants to do tshuva, and he has the article that he stole, he has to give that back to the owner. And there's no question about it. It doesn't make a difference if when he stole it, it was worth a dollar, now it's worth ten. Or if when he stole it, it was worth ten, now it's worth one. Who cares? What you stole doesn't belong to you. Give it back. The question is, if he doesn't have that anymore. So now he has to give back its value. What's going to happen if the price of what he stole changed from when he stole it to the Dintaita time? And let's use it in a way where it went down. It, when he stole it, it was worth 10. Now it's only worth 1. How much does he have to pay back? So the words Geneva Chaya means that Keren Ke'en Shaganaf, that the principle has to be returned according to what it was worth, not now by the Dintaita based on what it was worth when you stole it. Ah, but now let's add, however, we're going to repeat this again tomorrow, Tashlume Kefal, it's amazing. So you think, ah, you stole 100, pay back 200. The penalty of Kefal, or, and, as we said when we learned the Mishnah, two shiurim ago, that Arbava Chamisha is an extension of Kefal, in the case where you stole an ox or a lamb or a goat and you shechted it or sold it, you got to pay four or five times the amount. Kefal to Ramisha is only Kishas Hamad Bedin. That, you, you don't pay how much it was worth when you stole. The penalty is paid based on how much it would, it's worth now that you went to Adin Torah. And for that, we're going to continue my time that I've that I've get it from. Most people don't know that. One thing, if you have the item, there's no debate, you have to give the item back. But even there, and now you have to pay Kefal. How much is Kefal? So Kefal is how much it's worth now. And even if you lost the article, or you ruined it, and you're paying back its value, the value is only based on Bishas HaGeneva. Geneva Chaim. Chaim means revive it. You have to make it alive again for the owner. With what value? The Geneva value, not the Dintaita value. To be continued.